I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday April the 16th as we continue to slog our way through these seemingly similar days as everyone's working from home. We're doing our best to try and flatten the curve and um, hopefully finding some time to bring some entertainment and some fun and some distractions, uh, you know, because obviously we all need that right now. It is a, as tough a time as any of us have ever gone through, as, certainly as a country, as a, a humanity. Um, and there was some you know, bright signs, uh, at least yesterday, where um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who of course, has been such a um, a voice of reason and of, you know, kind of um, uh, of information and all that type of stuff, did say yesterday um, that he thinks American sports can return sooner than some are expecting, but only if strict protocols are in place to prevent the spread of coronavirus. He did a Interview on Snapchat saying that sports can happen in empty stadiums with teams quarantined in hotels rather than having players out in the public where they might be exposed. Um, So he said there's a way of doing it. Nobody comes to the stadium. Put them in big hotels wherever you want to play. Have them tested every week and make sure they don't wind up infecting each other or their family and let them play the season out. So um, that was very positive, you know, As uh, and we'll get to uh, Mount Rushmore for today in just a few minutes, but um, it, I thought it was worth mentioning is, um, you know, we've been kind of really pessimistic about will we have a season? When will we have a season? Can it happen? That was, I thought, some heartening news to get yesterday as I think Dr. Fauci has been someone who most people have felt is one of the, you know, foremost experts, obviously, in this field. And and what he has had to say has been taken as gospel by many, so to speak. And um, to hear him say that, I thought was a very positive thing. You know, I mean, um, it's one of those things where we don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know um, how it'll all work out when sports do come back. But it is something that obviously the country could use. And if they could do it in a safe, healthy way where they're not putting players and, and people at risk, then I think it's something they're going to the, find a way to do, you know. And I, I just think that. The idea, you know, we had Dr. Emanuel from Penn coming out and saying he doesn't expect sports till 2021 or this or that or whatever. It's been a lot of pessimistic type of news with regarding this type of stuff. And to hear Fauci say that, I thought was a, a real optimistic thing. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll keep doing what we can do to flatten this curve and to do our best to, you know, remain um, where we're supposed to be and, and help move this along. But I, I did, I did think that, you know, in a a sea of, of upsetting and disheartening information. Um, worth mentioning that yesterday that was a, a bright spot, and I, I do think that it certainly gave me hope, and I know I'm sure it gave you hope as well. And look, I mean, uh, it's what we talk about here. It's I know there are more important things in the world. I know that comparatively it's somewhat frivolous to care so much about sports and particularly about baseball, but 
you know, it's what I care about. It's the thing I love, and uh, I'm sure you do too if you're listening to this show, that you're a, a big fan of baseball yourself. So um, I thought that was heartening news, and hopefully we can um, actually have a season of some sort this year, which would be um, it's what we all want. I mean, <laughs> just give me baseball. Give me baseball games. As I continue to talk about Mount Rushmore's day after day, and we look back at history and, and all that, it, it would be really, really something positive if we could just – get some games back on the field and see the sport we love. Even if there are no fans in the stadium, I'll take it. I'll take whatever we can get. All right, let's get back to our series of Mount Rushmore's as we will round out our outfield this week. Yesterday we did left fielders. Obviously we finished out the infield prior to that. Uh, And today, maybe the toughest of them all, to be blatantly honest. Center field, there are – I want to be able to make more faces on the Mount Rushmore. Can it be more than four? Because today, when we talk about center fielders, there will be more than four who deserve to be on one of these Mount Rushmore's. If one of them were a first baseman, they would have been on that list. If one of them were a second baseman, they would have been on that list. They're not. They're center fielders, and man, do we have a good crew of them. So we'll dive in again. For those who have been listening, I'm, I'm judging this um, on a number of things, you know, but it's really the legacy of the player. Obviously, what they did on the field matters a ton, but also their legacy, the hardware, the World Series, the MVPs, what they meant to the sport. There's a lot of qualifications here that goes just past who was the best player. This is not who was the best player. This is who's on the Mount Rushmore of their position and eventually of the sport. We'll get there too. Um, and today makes it tough because <laughs> there's some real real qualified players at center field there are six haymakers today and then some other names we'll throw in but there are some real deal haymakers like to go from from old school to new school new school so to speak and we may as well just jump in with a haymaker because uh ty cobb was a center fielder and again this is not a um this is not a uh, uh referendum on what type of person they were or this or that or anything because Obviously, if that were the case, Ty Cobb would rank much lower on the list. But as a baseball player, I mean, it's impossible to deny Ty Cobb a career 367 at her 4,191 career hits. Get out of here. Uh, he was uh, 892 steals as well. I didn't realize that. He was the AL MVP in 1911, won the Triple Crown in 1909. He was a 12-time batting champ. He won the batting champ every year from 1907 to 1950 and then 1917 through 1919. He was an ALRBI leader four times, six times stolen base leader, obviously a Hall of Famer, the first Hall of Famer. He was, you know, him a part of that first class, the first guy, the highest percentage of the vote, Ty Cobb, a titan of baseball history. And again, not the best guy. I think we know that. Um, not a, Not a great dude. But, man, when it comes to, to baseball and talking about baseball and the history of baseball, Ty Cobb, a a mammoth figure and someone who's got a real chance, certainly one of the haymakers we talked about early on, a real chance to be on this Mount Rushmore at the end and, and probably has to be. We'll, we'll see if we can find a way around it. But I think it's incredibly unlikely. Ty Cobb, just one of the all-timers, and, and there's just no way around that. And um, Someone who likely will be on the list here at the end. Another haymaker from back in the day, probably slightly below Ty Cobb, but still a high-level Hall of Famer, played the same time as Ty Cobb, same era, is Tris Speaker as a center fielder. Tris Speaker, a 
wonderful career, uh, Hall of Famer, high-level inner circle Hall of Famer, as they say. Three-time World Series champ, was the AL MVP in 1912, a batting champ, home run leader in 1912, uh, is in both the Red Sox and Cleveland Indians Hall of Fame, spent a lot of years with the Indians, a decade with the Indians, uh, almost as much with the Red Sox. They weren't the Red Sox then. They were the Boston Americans at first and then the Red Sox when he was there. Uh, he was a Philadelphia A for a year, was a manager later. Uh, Tris Speaker, one of the all-time greats, a career 345 hitter with 3,514 hits. Was also a pretty damn good manager, too, a 543 winning uh, percentage as a manager. Um, and also one of the all-time great defensive center fielders, certainly for his era. Um, he holds the career records for assists, double plays, unassisted double plays as an outfielder. I mean, that's high-level stuff. Tris Speaker, a, a, a great in the history of baseball and someone who really does need to be considered probably slightly below Ty Cobb, obviously, for in terms of Mount Rushmore. But right there, you know, not far off, certainly someone who... Um, Deserves to be recognized. Let's go a little, uh, and, and Tris Speaker has a chance to be on the Mount Marshmore. Hugh Duffy probably doesn't, and I, I probably should have mentioned Hugh Duffy first because he played even before those guys and partially while they were playing, but Hugh Duffy, a, a great of the late 1800s, the Chicago White Stockings, finished his career with the Phillies in 1906, so he was even prior to those guys. 326 career hitter. Um, 574 stolen bases. I didn't realize he had that many steals. Won the Triple Crown in 1894. How about that? <laughs> Was the NL batting jam in 1894 as well? Two-time home run leader. Um, batted over 400 in a season. Hugh Duffy, a, uh, a great player uh, who deserves to be mentioned. Uh, he had the highest single-season batting average with a 440 average over a season, which is impossible to believe obviously i don't think um you know a little too far back for me but you know won't be on the mount rushmore but i, I couldn't do center fielders without at least mentioning hugh duffy another one from the same time period right after these guys this is a little after cobb and true speaker right in that range but an old school player who deserves mention won't be on the final team but earl avril was a hell of a center fielder a hell of a player career 318 hitter hall of famer um was a six-time All-Star, a number retired by the Cleveland Indians, Howard Earl Averill. We all knew him as Earl Averill. He will be uh, worth mentioning, but uh, won't be on the list. All right, moving forward, we've got some more haymakers. It is haymaker time, as uh, it really is uh, kind of crazy when we look at just when we step back and we'll see all these names here. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. As uh, the next name haymaker, how about that Joe DiMaggio, center fielder, Yankee Clipper. Joe DiMaggio, Jolton Joe, married Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, um, a, obviously a all-time, all-time, all-timer, of course, maybe best known for his 56-game hitting streak, the best in the history of baseball record that still stands, will probably stand forever. I don't know anyone getting a 56-game hitting streak, even though the closest we've had in the last you know, 40 years, 30 years, was a 38-game hitting streak, so no one's even come close. Um DiMaggio, just an all-time player, a 325 career average, only played for 13 seasons. And guess what? He was an all-star in all of them. A 13-time all-star, a nine-time World Series champ, three-time American League MVP. I mean, the the hardware is there. The legacy is there. Joe DiMaggio, a true, true titan in the history of the game. And like I said, obviously, the, I think the... The 
game hitting streak is something that will, will stand forever as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, it's you don't want to say it's, look, it's probably more unbreakable, uh, You know, something like Cy Young's 511 wins. No one's passing that. But, I mean, 56 games is at least theoretical. But no one's getting 56 games. I mean, it's just not happening again. And, and just an unbelievable career. And um, certainly someone who has a real chance when we're uh, we're done with this exercise so to speak someone who has a real chance to be on our mount rushmore a a real legit chance to be on our mount rushmore um also i mean you may as well just go one from one to the other the guy who took his job when he was all done in center field for the new york yankees mickey mantle also someone who has a uh a real case to be on that mount rushmore when all said and done the greatest switch hitter in the history of the sport 536 career home runs back when that meant something how about this he was a 20 time all-star seven time world series champ think about it. we just nine and seven for dimaggio and mantle in terms of world series champs god stupid yankees three-time al mvp so they had six mvps from center fielders in back-to-back eras that is just crazy he won the triple crown in 1956 he's a four-time home run leader obviously a hall of famer number seven is retired by the new york yankees the mick as they called him um really just one of the all-time great baseball players was named to the all-century team in 1999 um and again many regard him as literally the greatest switch hitter in the history of the sport um it's a haymaker this this position it's kind of hard to believe how many haymakers there are. Let's go to another one as we go from um, that same era, the Mickey Mantle era. Uh, you know who else played center field? How about Willie Mays? How about it? Let's say, hey, kid, Willie Mays, um, I think probably the best of the three we're just talking about here. Uh, Willie Mays, a career 302 hitter. I never realized that he had such a high career average. I knew what a great hitter he was, but a 3,283 hits along with 660 Career home runs, 338 steals, 24-time All-Star. I'll say it again, a 24-time All-Star. World Series champ in 54, a two-time NL MVP. Won a rookie of the year. He was a 12-time gold glover. That's the thing about Mays that separates him from really the other guys we're talking about. Is not only is he legitimately one of the greatest hitters in the history of the sport. Again, had five, uh, 660 career home runs to go along with 3,283 career hits. I mean, that is pantheon type of stuff in terms of ability, in terms of you know who you are as a hitter. But he's also maybe the greatest defensive center fielder ever, or certainly the greatest of the great hitters, one of the greats, obviously well-known for the catch, the polo grounds, over the shoulder, over the head catch. I mean, one of the great defensive players of all time while also being one of the great hitters of all time, Willie Mays, you can make an argument that Willie Mays is the greatest baseball player of all time. I think it's a pretty solid argument you can make I mean, I think it's him or Ruth or Bonds or a couple other guys. Like, Willie Mays is on that short list of who's the greatest baseball player of all time. Willie Mays is a viable answer for that. Willie Mays will be on this Mount Rushmore center field. And we're talking about haymakers here. We've already said Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, and Ty Cobb. We could just shut it down right now if we didn't have these other names to get to. This position, the, the, the mammoth players that have played center field in the history of the sport is almost hard to fathom. Willie Mays is certainly one of the all-time greats. And again, like a... Um, very, very, very likely um, will be on our list. For those who don't know, as we do these Mount Rushmore's, I try and come in with 
as few preconceived notions as possible and really try and talk it out and look at the numbers as we go through this and really come to a conclusion of who deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore. It's tough. That's the beauty of a Mount Rushmore is you got to pick four. And sometimes with certain positions, the fourth one's pretty tough. You're like, oh, I got like eight guys who are all really good and deserve to be on here. But here we got six, seven guys who are like all-time, 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 all-timers. And that makes it really tough. I wish I could chisel a few more faces, but Willie May is likely to be there. A couple more names from this general era or slightly before, slightly after. who deserve to be mentioned, but won't pass the names we mentioned. But Duke Snyder, Hall of Famer, was it? A heck of a player. Center fielder, uh, 407 career home runs. He was an eight-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ. Really a a great player. It was really, um, back in the day when they were all in New York, it was Mays, Mantle, Snyder. That's what everyone talked about, those guys. And the center fielders, um, the Silver Fox was a great nickname, too, for for Snyder. But um, Duke Snyder deserves to be mentioned. Look, he's not going to beat those other guys, but... um, you know, still really a great, great baseball player who deserves to be mentioned. As does, you know, a shout-out to Richie Ashburn, who was a really underrated baseball player, uh, eventually made it to the Hall of Fame, but should have gotten there way sooner. 308 career average, six-time All-Star, two-time mental batting champ, led the league in steals once. He's someone who, um, a great, great player. Look, he's not going to be on this Mount Rushmore. We're talking about haymaker after haymaker, but um, does deserve to be mentioned. I don't want to go through without mentioning the great Richie Ashburn. All right, moving on as we uh, continue to try and find a way to parse this out and figure out who the hell is going to be on this Mount Rushmore because this one is tough. A couple names from the 80s and 90s who will not be on the Mount Rushmore. They won't be, but deserve to be mentioned. Andre Dawson was a really, really good ball player, played the majority of his time in center and right field, eight-time All-Star and MVP, made the Hall of Fame, eight-time Gold Glover. He's not going to be on here, but I want to throw him a bone and mention him. Same thing with Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett. And the funny thing with, with Puckett and um, and Dawson, they're two great players, but also two Hall of Famers who a lot of people didn't think should have been Hall of Famers due to a number of factors, shortened career for Puckett and others. Puckett was a career 318 hitter. I don't think people realize that. Ten-time All-Star, two-time World Series winner, six-time Gold Glove. Kirby Puckett was a really good player and um, uh, sadly passed away way, way, way too young. Um, but uh, a 318 career average. How about this? The highest by any right-handed league, American League batter since Joe DiMaggio. Kirby Puckett was a great player. I just wanted to mention him. He's not going to crack the list, but certainly worth mentioning. All right, we have two more guys to mention, and both could actually make this list. Both are of the caliber of the guys we've mentioned, and right now we're talking about Ty Cobb, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, and Willie Mate. So, you know, that says something. And one of them is Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Griff, um, one of the great, certainly one of the great players of my lifetime. There's no question about that. Um, uh, one of the great center fielders of all time. And really has a chance to be on this list here, which is crazy to think about. But a, a no doubt about it, Hall of Famer. 99.3% of the vote in 2016. Griffey, a 13-time All-Star. Won the AL MVP in 97. Was also a 10-time Gold Glover. One of the great defensive players outfielders of my lifetime i can remember more ken griffey jr highlight reel unbelievable catches than just about any outfielder of my lifetime like he's right there in that list seven times silver slugger winner um never got a ring you know which is a, a little ding against him but um 630 career home runs when you factor in the injuries and stuff the guy he actually could have been he played for 22 years which is shocking that he lasted that long but obviously with the um mariners and the reds 
um, and at the end with the White Sox, but um, you know we don't really talk about that. Uh, but really, just a, an all-time, all-time player, and and someone who felt like when I was younger felt like could be the greatest player ever. You know, there were a few people who in my lifetime it felt in the moment like, wow, this guy could end up the greatest player ever. He didn't, you know, injuries and all that you know, just kind of derailed it. And look, we're talking about him on the potential Mount Rushmore center fielders with DiMaggio and Mays and all these guys. So, like, he is he is in the running for one of the greats in the history of the game. But really, it felt like there was a moment there where it felt like Ken Griffey Jr. could end up the greatest player I'd ever seen. He didn't. Bond surpassed him and, and so on and so forth. But Griffey was that great and deserves to be mentioned in that type of stratosphere and um really just an all-time all-time great one of the real contenders for this here at the end when we do it and then the funny thing is the other guy who we need to talk about as a center fielder and i know we played a little left field early on but he's a center fielder and um someone who has a again to that point certainly the only guy playing now who you can look at and say oh that's one of the greatest players who's ever lived and has a chance to go down as if you know you never know what happens maybe the greatest player of all time he probably won't but he could. Mike Trout is that good. Mike Trout is that great a baseball player. Trout, a career 305 average. He's got 1324 hits and 285 home runs already. It's unbelievable. Eight-time All-Star. Three-time AL MVP, and he's still in the prime of his career. Mike Trout is a generational player. A generational talent. One of the great players of my lifetime already. If he retired tomorrow, he would be one of the great players of my lifetime. Legitimately. And has a chance to be the greatest. He does. He has a chance to be the greatest player of my lifetime. He has a chance to pass bonds. That's how great Mike Trout is. Would I like to see him get to the playoffs, get to the World Series, actually have an opportunity to, to show what he can do in that stage? Yeah, I would. I would I would appreciate that. But regardless of what happens, Mike Trout is one of the greatest players who ever played. Yeah, literally. That I mean literally he's on the short list of the greatest players of all time now we're talking mount rushmore so you gotta ding trout for the fact that look he just hasn't been doing it as long and he doesn't have the hardware he doesn't have the world series he doesn't have quite the same resume as the other guys so i think there's a kind of thing if we're doing this in you know five ten years from now maybe trout actually is on the mount rushmore i think it's gonna be hard to put him on there now but um Legitimately one of the greatest players of all time, one of the great players of my lifetime, and has to be mentioned here. So I think when we look at it, and and Tris Speaker, I, I feel bad just kind of dismissing Tris Speaker because he'd be on other Mount Rushmore's. He's that great an all-time player, but I think it really comes down to six names for four spots. It's Ty Cobb, it's Joe DiMaggio, it's Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and the last two we mentioned, Griffey and, and, and Trout, and... Man, I don't know how to pick. This is really hard. I think Ty Cobb has to be on the Mount Rushmore. I think Willie Mays has to be on the Mount Rushmore. I think those two are in. Ty Cobb, Willie Mays. Just legacy, what they did, what they meant to the sport, they're in. So we got two of our four center fielders. Now we have to choose two of Mantle, DiMaggio, Griffey, and Trout. Like I said, I think Trout you can drop off because he just hasn't done it quite long enough. He hasn't had the same type of historical impact, the legacy those other guys have. So it's between Griffey, Mantle, DiMaggio. How do you pick this? How do you pick this? As much as I hate to do it, because God, I hate the Yankees. I think Mickey Mantle gets the third spot. I think you put the Mick in there. Uh, again, three-time MVP, seven-time World Series champion. 
think you probably have to go DiMaggio over Griffey. I don't love it. I don't feel good about it. If we're trying to represent different eras with the Mount Rushmore, obviously Griffey's the choice, but DiMaggio in a 13-year career won nine World Series, and he has the one of the most unbreakable records and, and impressive records, really, in the history of the sport, and he won the MVP three times. All right, and I don't feel great about this, and I'm apologies to Ken Griffey Jr. who's probably listening intently at home right now and saying, what the heck, James? I thought we were close. But I'm going to give it to DiMaggio. I'm going to give it to Mantle. My Mount Rushmore of center fielders, which is the hardest one I've done yet in terms of making these final decisions. This exercise has been tough. It's grueling. This is tough right here. It is locked in. Ty Cobb, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. It's done. I might lose sleep over this. That's how intensely I'm taking this. But that is it. And I think, man, that's the best Mount Rushmore we've had yet by far. I don't think it's even close. Again, Mantle, DiMaggio, Maze, Cobb. Four titans in the history of the sport. Again, sorry to Ken Griffey Jr. Sorry to Mike Trout. Sorry to Tris Speaker. It was like an afterthought in this discussion. It shouldn't be. But that's sometimes the way the cookie crumbles. All right, tomorrow. We will finally finish out the outfield before next week, diving into a whole lot more. We'll get to pitchers, righties, lefties, relievers, managers. We can have a lot more fun with this moving forward. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.